inner state of intense excitement and happiness. Glory, euphoria. Intense glory, excitement. Intense glory, happiness. sweep them away so fast that they'll never know what hit them. is entirely based on the resurrection from the dead in your hearts, your minds, and your bones. We need to have our helmets of salvation on 
securely like angel feathers so that no fear, no lie can come in. You can test everything. Scripture says test the fruit, meaning you can only test the fruit by eating it. But if it bears bad fruit, get rid of it. Get rid of it. I mean, I'll test people's fruits. People, everyone's talking, every ministry's prophesying. Oh yeah, that sounds really nice. Next day I feel slimed. Man, I'm never listening from that to that dude again. Oh my gosh. Freaking slime ball ministries. Try to slime my angel feathers, my glory. Put you into fear, put you into paranoia. We need to be up in the flowers of the Garden of Eden right now. Lift your hearts and minds up by the Spirit of Grace into the Garden of Eden. Be completely wrapped in the flowers of the Garden of Eden. There is no rapture, only a crapture, the removing of all the crap in the world. The resurrection is the rapture, but it's internal of heart and brain. It's an elevation of your inner man. It's an elevation of your heart. Every day we grow in rapture. We grow in ascension. We grow in going up in the spirit, up in the resurrection, in our hearts. yesterday and today one third of the stars being flushed in the heavens through the universe of human flesh the whole universe is inside human flesh because God created Adam from the dust of the earth so you have the whole universe inside human flesh the dust of the earth is stardust every scientist knows that So you're created out of the universe. Literally, the physical universe is your flesh, bones, and blood, and brain matter. So you encompass the universe both spiritually and physically, individually, and corporately, all at the same time. And your inheritance is Christ filling your heart, the inner universe, the spiritual universe of Jesus Christ, the resurrection fills your heart and fills your soul. Every room in your soul gets lit up with the resurrection. And then your physical universe gets glorified. This is the glorification of the physical universe called the earth. Peter talks about the elements melting with fervent heat. That's through the children of the resurrection, the cloud riders, the cloud walkers, the ones that come with thunder and lightning from the throne of God. That's what you're being built up into by the Spirit 
of glory. spectrum of emotions. Never had a day like today before ever in my life. It's like my brain is at a new level of transfiguration, caterpillar mush. It's really good. I like the fire coming so strongly that it's uncomfortable. <laughs> We're transfigured by our brains becoming caterpillar mush by the fire of his glory through our hearts. I pray every one of you experiences it. And so, after a morning of... Honestly, it felt like travail, and it felt like mourning, and there was kind of a, a little bit of lamentations for the dead and the dying, and hopeless in this world. I could really feel that for a while. There was an intercession and an ox nature plowing the earth and the nations. And it was intense for me. And then as I was walking to my car through the hallway of my apartment, an angel feather appeared on the ground. And we've had many angel feathers over the years. And you can't miss an angel feather. I mean, the thing is glowing alive. It's got the special fibers. I mean, it's really incredible. And the Lord was just encouraging me that you're under my wings. You're sealed. You have so many angels with you. And even though I'm mourning for the lost today, mourning for the dying, the angels are here to bring forth something new, something fresh, something glorious. There is a light in the world that's Jesus shining in our spirits. And if we look into that light with all of our brain, we'll be constantly encouraged no matter how much we're surrounded by death. Psalms 91. You could be surrounded by death all around, but you're encouraged under his angel feathers, under his wings. And that's what today felt like. And then I'm playing with my angel feather, and I got hit so hard with the drunken glory. It was so intense how it went from just this spectrum of different feelings and emotions, and all of a sudden, with the angel feather, I'm just whacked laughing uncontrollably, stumbling. I mean, it's just wild. And then I bring the feather up into my apartment and I'm flying in the air and it lands on Michelangelo's David statue in my table and it remained on his head like a crown and I got hit even harder. And the spirit said, it's the angelic covering of the tabernacle of David. <laughs> He's like, focus on what you're bringing forth now. It's the feathers of the tabernacle, the covering of God's wings, the covering of the Father is what's manifesting during this time. And you're dealing with the false coverings of death. People believe in the false coverings. 
people believe in death. You challenge their faith in death, they're offended. You challenge their faith in science, they're offended. You challenge their faith in the natural realm, they're offended. They believe in idols. They believe in death. And God's saying, the new covering's coming that's alive. It's living. Living angels, breathing angels, covering angels over all cities and nations. Let them come forth now. In Jesus' name. So I'm rejoicing that God loves us so much and He brings us comfort during dark times and it can be the best of times for us no matter what the world's going through. And so I'm making a video of this feather and playing with it and I'm so whacked in the glory. And as I throw it up in the air this one time, a bald eagle, an adult mature bald eagle, flies right over my window, no more than 10 feet away from my window as I'm making the video with the feather in the air as I'm looking up. I have, that's the first eagle I've seen in the penthouse since I moved in. I've seen him in the region before. It's so significant. It, it hit me so hard <laughs> in the prophetic covering. So hard. So then I'm driving to the crack house to do Joel's bar. I'm coming down Hennepin and there is a huge eagle flying over Hennepin Avenue in Uptown and it's totally urban and I've never in my life seen an eagle flying over Hennepin. I've never in my life seen an eagle flying in Uptown that far. It was just over apartment buildings, over like the Starbucks and it's just all residential. There's no parks, there's no water. It's just flying right over the road to get to the crack house. Two eagles today. One that flew over my window as I'm drunk playing with the angel feather and another one flying over Hennepin and the road directly overhead of the road that I drove to the crack house. I'm telling you that it, the signs and wonders today were off the charts. Off the charts. I haven't seen an eagle in months. And I see two in the same day, one right by my window and the other on the road to the crack house with the angel feather landing on King David's head. Are you kidding me? Could God be any more clear? It's the covering of his head. It's the Father's headship, the crown of his angels over flesh. And it's through our hearts that he's covering the nations because the Father is a spirit, John 4, 24. It's not just the stars covering the earth in the natural realm. It's not the sun and the moon covering the earth in the natural realm. It's you and I as temples of God the Father manifesting the Father through intimacy covering the natural realm. And huh, we deal with so much every day that we need to be constantly reminded lest we go astray. We need a daily death to self and a daily life to Christ. True disciples. Huh. So, 
be encouraged by that three signs and wonders today. In Jesus' name. Absolute confirmation that God the Father has everything in control. Everything. Why is bad stuff? Bad stuff's happened since the curse of the fall. I mean, there's... You have wicked people doing wicked stuff everywhere. You have righteous people doing righteous stuff everywhere. What is your mind focused on? Whatever you look into multiplies. Do you want to multiply life? Look at the eagles. Look at the angel feathers. Look at the glory. Look at Jesus. Look at the bright morning star. Don't look at the star of death. When I was wrestling a star of death earlier today, and Abaddon, specifically the angel of death by name, it was such a confrontation with this angel that I was actually quite shocked that there was a wrestling with this thing. But that's what we're wrestling with now in the bright morning star of life. You are wrestling within your own members, within your own flesh, bones, and blood, within your own hearts and minds, the star of death named Abaddon or Apollyon. This star of death is the last angel to be swallowed up in victory. We've overcome Cain, we've overcome Jezebel, we've overcome so many principalities over the years you have watched us as the ministry battle on the front lines of Joel's army for over a decade. What we are battling and wrestling now is the star of death. It's the eye of Satan. It is. It's a black star. It's the false light. It actually pretends to be light, but it's darkness. Beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. Jesus Christ said three times in the Gospels. Beware that the light in you is not, in fact, darkness. Whoa, and Satan comes as an angel of light to deceive. That's the death star, the Abaddon light of the one-third of the stars that fell. They appear as light, and they shine in the brain. But it's nothing less than pride. And it's being wrestled down, not externally, but through human flesh. You need to understand how humanity came under the curse. It was through Adam and Eve's flesh that the serpent rose through their flesh and took the air, took the sky. He got wings because Adam and Eve ate from the knowledge of flesh, the knowledge of evil, and the knowledge of good. How you can be good in the flesh is also Satan. How you can be good in the flesh is equally evil to how you can be evil in the flesh, according to Scripture. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's no such... Flesh is stardust. It's about if your mind's attached to the flesh or your mind's attached to the spirit. Whether you're in life, the star of life, the morning star, the glory, or the death star, which is your mind attached to the flesh. And the biggest lie in the whole world is that you're good because your mind's attached to your flesh and you're walking around doing good stuff. That's the star of death that we're dealing with. <laughs> that the light of Satan 
is being exposed by the light of Christ, by the mind of Christ, through men and women who have sacrificed their carnal minds to be renewed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father, for renewing our minds by the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Wow. So that the bright morning star, the true light, can shine upon the star of death that is served in idolatry in the nation's brains. When we begin to outpour the resurrection, Philippians 3, 9 through 11, there's an outpouring of resurrection light. Jesus was raised from the dead, darkness, by the light of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is light, the spirit of light. We are the children of light, John calls us. Amen. Woo. Light came into the world, but they didn't recognize it because their ways were darkness. John chapter 1. I mean, how bright do you want to shine? We need to shine so bright that no one will ever again have the star of death, the eyes of Satan, the religious pride of being good in the flesh, existing inside their brains ever again. The last curse of death to be swallowed up in victory of the overcomers of the end times is at hand. Glory. <laughs> and it's wild. It's just, it feels like we're just getting swashbuckled. This glory is like being in a washing machine full of bleach. You're just, it's tumble, 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 high spin rate. You can put the spin setting on your washer and dryer. You got low, medium, high. It's like ultra, ultra spin rate. And we're just being, we're spinning so fast. We've, I've had continuous glory signs and wonders and miracles for 20 years. I was born in the glory with the audible voice of God, October 99, 21 years ago. It's nonstop. I'm still not comfortable in, in it. I, my brain feels like a caterpillar today. I feel like a kid. I'm forgetting basic first grade vocabulary words. I feel more retarded than ever before because the glory is so strong. It's like melting away my heart and my brain and my bones today. And I have a college BS bachelor's in science degree and I, I feel like I have like a 30 IQ, like less than a chimpanzee right now. I don't even, I mean, there's, I'm drooling. There's these weird flavors on my tongue. I'm getting so eaten up by the glory of God right now. It's just, and then you got the wide spectrum of emotions dealing with intercession. It's kind of like God just uses our body to be a rake through the earth. When you volunteer to serve the Father, he's like, really? Okay. <laughs> Whoa. You're going to feel really weird in your flesh all, all the time. It never feels normal. It never, I have never in 21 years of tasting the glory of God have I ever gotten used to it. And there is a rest in it. I'm not saying there's anxiety. I'm just saying I'm, I get constantly stretched out of my comfort zone daily to the point where I'm not sure if I like this, but it's it's new, it's fresh, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> because 
You're, you're dealing with so much when you're used by God the Father. And there's so much mystery involved, and it never satisfies the mind. But the heart's kind of like, whoa, it's kind of fun, though. But the mind is left completely unpleased. And so there's that aspect of growing in the glory where your brain is neglected. Neglected. You feel neglected. Oh, yeah, it's... It's purposely left an orphan. The mind is left an orphan to flood the heart with glory and to torch that sucker. Because you don't know what's attracting to your mind. Your mind is the gate into the natural dimension. The battlefield of the mind, Joyce Meyer, is true. Your mind, your forehead, is the gate of God, of everything in your spirit to come through your heart and through your forehead into the earth. This is the filtration system, your heart your brain, and your spinal cord to bring everything out of the spirit into the natural realm. Through your heart, brain, and spinal cord. That's your soul. The soul that God created is the filtration of not just light, also darkness. So it's so wild to have so much light conflicting and confronting with so much darkness on a daily basis. And your mind's just like, so confused at times and you're so burning I'm not sure what's light I'm not sure what's darkness and Jesus said you're just going to have to taste all the fruit and you'll probably get slimed a million times but you can trust my living water it's going to wash you we're still tested and tempted you think I'd be smart enough to discern oh well that dude's got a million people watching his video about coronavirus on on, uh, YouTube and man it sure sounds good he's hearing from the secret service and he's hearing from uh, the intelligence communities and all this stuff and I'll eat it up and be like man that's, that sounds true that sounds like what God's doing and then I feel paranoid afterwards and fearful and like man that was some bad fruit I don't even think that it doesn't see it's not about facts or truth and I don't even think that video was true and I'm sorry for posting that I'm learning to it's about tasting the fruit and seeing if there's glory in it <laughs> Like, people could be speaking truth. The serpent was speaking truth to Adam and Eve. You won't die if you eat that fruit. Your eyes will open. Their eyes were open. And they saw themselves as naked and they didn't die. But it was the spirit. It was a deeper level of truth at God's level of glory that was neglected for the knowledge of the flesh. So we're still being force-fed the knowledge of the flesh by almost every source in the world into our hearts on a daily basis. And these lies are more complicated and confusing than ever before. And I was really feeling like the, even the elite could go astray. Unless we'd have the angel feathers and the eagles and the father just rapturing us up and getting drunk in the glory and remembering to have a drink and have fun and go on the fairy, Ferris wheel and eat your cotton candy. Amen. Stay childlike and don't let your hearts be given into fear. <laughs> Whoa. It's really that simple. Man, that stuff was trying to take my mind into the wilderness. You know what I mean? People will be saying stuff that sounds smart all the time. They'll take your mind into the wilderness. That's how people go astray. They come with the knowledge of good. Man, I'm a senior prophet. I'm an apostle. I got a million, a million people watching apostle so-and-so on YouTube, and he's got a $30 million ministry and everyone thinks he's right and I'll eat it and I feel like I just, you know, 
died or something. Like, are a million people watching someone that... See, it's about degrees of glory. It's, it's not necessarily about all right and wrong. It's about how much light and life is their spirit shining in. Jesus Christ didn't teach in right and wrong. He taught in degrees of brightness. So did the Apostle Paul. It's not about right and wrong. It's about degrees of life. There are degrees of life. Everyone born again has a shining in their spirit. That doesn't mean what they're saying is true. Sometimes it will be, but there will be a filtration of their spirit through their soul according to the purity of their heart. Amen. So that Romans chapter 9, every star varies in brightness. Now, the bright morning star risen in our heart, 2 Peter 1.19 is the perfect purity of the Father demonstrated through the manifesting sons of God. And we're getting there. I know we say that all the time because we keep growing. Look at how much we're dealing with in the world. Look at all our enemies. You have people screaming at me every Joel's bar. You will be shut down. Red Letter Ministries is the cult of Satan. Every single day for like four years, there are psychopaths of, of witchcraft and Jezebel attacking us. So there is so much opposition to deal with when you bring forth the glory. It's not going to be just one day telling the truth. It's a thousand bulls slaughtered a thousand days in a row in a perfect fire that, I tell you the truth, we're about to step into. It stepped into us, now it's rising in us by the burning of our heart, the healing of our DNA. For a perfect example of his brightness and his countenance and his face through our face. We need to bear the image of the Father like Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration. And have people literally begin to eat the food of the Father, that true light that is our true food, off of our faces, off of our countenance which is our words, which is our rivers of life, rivers of glory. And when they start to feast on the Father pouring through our face like Stephen with the glowing face, they'll begin to wake up out of the darkness by eating the living bread of heaven, the living word, the glorified word. And there is glory words here that are on a completely different level than any time in history. We needed the most mature food in order to overcome the most mature darkness. God will always raise the standard. This is God's earth, not Satan's. Satan only has jurisdiction, according to Genesis, over the dust, which is sin, which is everywhere. You live in a very sinful world. So there's demons over sin everywhere. But you are not of sin and you are not of dust. You are of the spirit and the water that washes away sin, that washes away dust and serpents in the garden. There will be no scorpion or snake that can touch you when you're in the waters you've been born again with. John chapter 3, you must be born of the spirit and the waters. Amen. The living waters, the waters of life. And as long as you keep that fountain flowing within which is true mystery, the mystic mystery of the gospel, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the river, the glory, the river of glory, the hope that your brain will be completely connected to the river. And when it is, when it starts to drink, 
Then your head gets connected to his headship. He is the river head. The river has a headship, and it's manifesting those feathers. <laughs> it's manifesting those eagles. It's manifesting that encouragement, the signs and wonders, so that your heads could connect through the spirit to his headship, and that your covenant and your connection to God would get stronger today, much, much stronger, so that you can't be shaken when death and pestilence and anything goes wrong around you. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's a time for the pillars of light to appear that hold up the apostolic covering of Christ. Pillars hold up the temple. And those who overcome, I will make pillars in the temple of my God. The temple of my God is the temple of the glory. It's not a temple of brick and mortar and wood. It's not a temple of the natural. It's the temporal temple of the supernatural. It's a temple of glory. And a pillar is someone whose heart and mind is glorified. Totally fried. Totally glorious. And what's the only other substance in existence besides glory? Only two trees in the garden. Witchcraft. The knowledge of good and evil is actually serpent magic, dark magic, religion, pride, Cain's pride, white magic. It's actually the occult. When you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're actually eating from the realm of death. You're eating from the realm of hell. Hell has a counterfeit for everything of heaven. They can counterfeit almost all of it. They can have false light. Jesus said, beware that the light in you is not actually darkness. They have a false Christianity. They'll have false sound doctrine. They'll have false signs and wonders. Most people don't even see signs and wonders. So they're not worrying about the false ones. Let's start with just having any at all. Amen. <laughs> then we can sort it out when we have actually something to judge and discern. Holy Ghost. <laughs> so don't shut anything down because... It all tries to counterfeit what your spirit is growing up into. That's what a temptation is. A temptation is the counterfeit at your spiritual elevation, and you are tempted every degree of growth to go into the Death Star, which gives you your soul back and your control of your own life back. But those that overcame Satan overcame by not loving their life even unto death. Revelation 12, 11, meaning that they overcame the temptation of the counterfeits every degree of their spirit's brightness. That they valued the life of light more highly than the external light that's in the world. A continuous sacrifice of idolatry was necessary for the next level of brightness in your spirit shining in your heart to occur. You are tested and tempted every degree. Most people can't even pass the first few degrees. What happens if you pass all the tests and your heart begins to shine with the morning star? Okay? Second Peter 1.19 actually happens in your life. Very few people that have ever walked with Christ have allowed the morning star to rise in their heart. Very, very few have matured to the level of the dawn 
of the morning star, it's that your joy is complete and overflowing. Who has overflowing, complete joy? Jesus Christ taught on an overflow of perfection that you had to obtain by constantly practicing righteousness and obedience to the Holy Spirit. Even he himself was tested constantly in obedience to the Father in him and the dawn of the Father in him. Amen. And if Jesus was tempted in every way that we are, yet is without sin, are you going to pass your temptations? Are you going to pass your tests? Of course you are. And a righteous man falls down seven times and gets back up again. Then that's how you learn by failure. Oh, well, that's not the way. That's rebellion. That's not the way. That's religion. That was pride. And Satan is constantly testing you and tempting you and everything false. And the only truth you'll ever find is Christ growing as a star inside your heart. You read about Christianity in the Bible? It's actual stardom. And we're so brainwashed by the fallen angels, we, we react to that negatively. Oh, we have no celebrities. We have no stardom. That's some Hollywood stuff. No, it's not. Daniel chapter 12, they'll shine like the stars in the heavens forever. Revelation 22, I am the roots of David and the bright morning star. <laughs> Problem is, we're so unfamiliar with the star of Christ that we have given that with our mind to the enemy so that the light in the world is actually of the fallen angels influencing us through religion instead of Jesus Christ risen in our heart as a morning star. A source of light so far superior to that of the natural dimension that when he appears to Saul of Tarsus in Acts chapter 9 in the desert heat, Saul is blinded on the road to Damascus. For three days, and an intercessor had to come and lay hands on him for scales to burn off his eyes. We're talking about a light that's so superior to the light of the religious devil that it blinds people. And this is the time that Satan's eye is blinded by the true light of the morning star risen in our hearts as a community, as a remnant of overcomers with the overcomer's gifts who are seated on the throne, Revelation 2 and 3, who have the iron scepter, the shepherd's staff, the crown of life, the manna, every single gift, the iron scepter, smashing the nations to pieces like pottery. And what does it also say? And to them I will give the morning star. I will give them the light of the earth. And that's what's happening here. The eye of Satan, and we hate conspiracy theories, but we love the Bible, so we know that Satan has a light that's actually darkness. And we look at our $1 bill, and there's a pyramid on there, and last time I checked, I don't live in Egypt. Why is there a freaking Egyptian pyramid on my American money? Oh, because we're dealing with people that have used Satan's false light to blind the minds of men in religion. Religion. You have been trained in Freemason Christianity. That's not real Christianity. Those that oppose Red Letter Ministries is because you have Freemason influence in your Christianity and the light that is in your mind is not the true light of the glory. It's the light of the fallen angels. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 
And so the mind of Satan, the light in the eye of the devil that's on the top of that pyramid on your $1 bill, some people call it the Illuminati, it is the Illuminati of the 13 coronavirus crown families of Satan's children, the white reptilian royal families of the world, are being blinded by the bright and morning star risen in our hearts today. And they'll be blinded and melted in every way by the light of salvation. True light has come into the world. Darkness hated it and treated us horribly our entire lives until we smote it, until we smit it, until we struck it, until we burnt it, until we struck it so hard down under flesh with the light of salvation that we could no longer be touched by the devil, but we have touched the devil. No longer on the defense, on the offense against the fallen angel corruption and the satanic cult of Freemasonry in the world through the Illuminati families. Amen. And they are burning. That's the end of the world, you guys. That's the confrontation and the struggle against the deep state in America and the deep state in the UK and the deep state in Europe and Asia. Every nation has their satanic cults and their secret societies of those who have given their hearts and minds to the fallen angels for thousands and thousands of years. The book of Revelation talks about a people who practice the magic arts. Come on! Cabal! It's written in the scriptures, Janes and Jambres in the Timothy epistles of a warlock race that will choose the seed of Cain to work with fallen angels to blind the minds of men. And they're being dealt with during this Armageddon where we win with the true light. But if your mind is in their light, you have a negative report, a bad report like the ten spies. But if your mind is in the glory, you will have a positive report with the Joshuas and the Calebs, the true prophets and the true apostles of this time. Amen. Be with the Joshuas. Be with the Calebs. Amen. The good report that we are winning with the true light. You cannot lose. Christ is absolutely undefeated champion of every battle he's ever fought. He cannot lose. The Apostle Paul says, Christ always leads us in triumphant procession. Procession, which means stepping forward in the anointing. There's a confrontation with death and principalities, powers, thrones, spiritual wickedness, warlocks, witches, religious filth, and false holiness and false humility and false religion. Every step of the way, there's a confrontation of light and darkness. And light is winning. This is the time of the resurrection where light wins. And not just by a little bit, by a huge margin. And we are on the cusp of that display. Listen, I was shocked today too. I was ready to come in here and have lamentations of Jeremiah. That's the attitude I woke up with this morning and the Father allowed that so I would see Him apart from me. I could have been Jeremiah Lamentations today. That's my attitude. But the Father's like, nope. I'm going to step into your body. You're going to have signs and wonders. 
and it's going to be so separated from who you are as a physical being that I'm going to get all the glory. And I'm going to be seen. You're going to see me more. I'm going to separate you from me and then possess you when you're completely yielded and you know the difference. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for maturing us, separating our souls from ourself to see the Father working in us so that we know him, that he's our only life. There is no light and there is no life. There is no hope except being possessed by the Spirit of God, the Spirit by which we cry, Abba, Father, our Heavenly Father, possessing our flesh as temples of the Holy Spirit. There is no light, there is no freedom, there is no healing, there is no hope. The fallen angels would put us in concentration camps, they would torture us, they would experiment on us through wicked sinners like they have in past generations. Had not Jesus Christ raised a standard through our hearts and slaughtered the enemy. The Shulamite warlord, a song of Solomon, That's one of the translations of what she's called. She's got her combat boots on. She's no longer taking any crap from false religion, the false prophet Jezebel in the charismatic church, the witch that's still in control of her brain that's always opposing Red Letter Ministries because we come in the spirit and power of Elijah, and all these witches of religion everywhere that are being struck down by the Shulamite warlord and the remnant of the Holy of Holies that have completely fallen in love with Jesus on the inside and knows his true fire and is completely separated from the false fire of religion, the false fire of the fallen angels to walk in the true fire of the Holy Spirit. Seven torches burning. Seven stars burning. You will know the seven torches before you know the seven stars. There is a maturing in the fire of God in your hearts, which is the circumcision of your heart. But it's not just circumcising with the knife. Paul talks about all kinds of different ways of growing and glowing and flowing. All of this is for your spirit to be developed, to take over and conquer your natural senses. We hear about them turning gold from Prophet Bob Jones, and that is very true. They will also turn crystal. They will also turn gemstone. There is a standard being raised in our day that hardly anyone can believe for. A standard of perfection. There are some prophets talking about the transfiguration gospel, the glorification gospel, the gospel of glory, of the happy God. 1 Timothy 1.11 emphasize translation that there is a gospel of glory and of euphoria, of happiness, extreme joy that seems like you're mocking death. Of course we're mocking death. What do you think Mount Carmel is? What do you think Mount Zion is? It's a mockery to everything you believe in that's dead. And that's why people are continuously pricked and offended. Because half the crap you believe in is dying when I preach the gospel. Because it's a living word. It's burning. It's active. It's energized. There's angel power. It's warfare against death. The gospel is the conquering and the conquest of the angel of death. Amen. I see the verse in Revelation. And the, and the eagle was proclaiming 
the eternal gospel in midair. Why midair? Because it's the mid heavens. Oh, the one third of the stars of the dragon's tail. Oh, it's the removing of the false light, the prophetic gospel of the white eagle, Jesus Christ, our real senior prophet. Jesus is a prophet. Amen. He is the great white eagle, and he proclaims a gospel in midair, in mid heavens, to remove the false light of the one third of the stars that fell from heaven. And when you remove that false light, people's brains get illuminated. They start glowing. They feel the fire. Signs and wonders pop. Only in the confrontation of the angel of death through human flesh will you ever feel the resurrection and the life. Will you ever experience the true light of Christ? There is a confrontation every degree of growth. People don't want to confront anymore and they don't want to wrestle anymore and they're like, cool with that level and that degree of brightness in my spirit. Listen, you can't turn back. You'll lose your shine and you'll get dim. And then you get devoured. You get dim and you get devoured. Next thing you know, you're believing in science. Next thing you know, you're believing in viruses. Next thing you know, you're believing in your God is death. And you're just like, listen, I'm looking at people out there, the glory's so strong. They're not even Christians and they don't believe in death. I'll be driving down the street shocked at how outrageously happy and laughing people are. And I drove around Minneapolis today, went to Target, I went all around the lakes. I did not see a single mask on a single person's face in the city of Minneapolis today. I was like, what's going on? Like, I know these people. I know Minneapolis. I There's like no fear. And there's such a realm of glory resting on the place that you got the signs and wonders, you have the eagle flying over Hennepin Avenue, and no wonder why no one's wearing a mask. They're fried on the glory. They're, they've lost their minds to even believe in death. It's true. When this type of bright morning star light shines upon people's brains, you can't have fear. It's not possible to be afraid. You don't understand the power of the dawn of day. We're bringing the solar system in that everything in the garden gets hit with that light and it influences everyone's minds, everyone's hearts, everyone's bones, everyone's health. We're talking about a sovereignty of a brightness of a star system. Jesus Christ, the bright morning star. In Him risen in our heart, we actually bring that realm of true light and completely annihilate the false light of the one-third. And that's the Great Tribulation. That is the pressure of the two-thirds on the one-third, and I've been plowing it and pioneering it for 13 years in Minneapolis, and so I'm seeing the fruit of it. The people are not afraid at all. I couldn't believe it. I thought... After this morning, the lamentations and intercession and stuff that I got through, I come out here and be def- everyone's defeated. Man, I, I got like publicly rebuked by my own city. They're like the freest people I've ever seen. I couldn't believe it. I'm in utter shock. And then with this external signs and wonders, the angels are just taken over. So keep your heads up. I was seeing Elijah after he conquered Jezebel and all the prophets are thrown down to the pit. He didn't conquer Jezebel. He conquered the prophets of Jezebel. 
and then he got scared and ran and, hu and hid in a cave. After the greatest signs and wonders, fire fell from heaven and all, all just destroyed the false prophet. But the witch tried to kill him after he, he made her look bad. And so I was seeing that you can operate with 60,000 chariots of fire, teleport from mountaintop to mountaintop like Elijah did, and still have a bad day. Because you just you get used to living in that level of fire and depression set in. And he's operating the greatest signs and wonders of any man that's ever lived and he gets depressed. It's the full spectrum of emotions because you're dealing with high level principality powers that are not so easily defeated as you'd think. You can't just kill a ball in the pit and send down fire from heaven. The woman's still there and he's running for his life. There is a greater wrestling even after the victory, and that's where we're at learning as the sons of God. You can operate 60,000 chariots of fire and still feel depressed. Look at Elijah in the Bible. It's true. I'm not talking about depression like, oh, I'm feeling bad for myself. I'm talking about you got to quickly brush that stuff off after victory and prepare for the next battle with the fire of God, and the Father will raise the standard. Thank you, Father, for fresh fire for everyone. <laughs> and if you don't see 60,000 chariots of fire, open the eyes of my servant Elisha and start seeing the angels. Let the fire of God illuminate the eyes of your heart to see into the angelic realm. To take it for granted as much as the seer prophets do continuously flashes of firework shows every day for 20 years. Non-stop angel fire and stars flashing all around you from the river of life that sparkles with angels. And the sparkling is the angels coming out of the river dealing with stuff in the natural realm. And then once you're in that realm, don't back off. See, that's the thing too, because you get tested. You get tremendous victory, awesome stuff breaking through. Are you going to back off? You press that angel power, you press the river that sparkles upon everyone's brain and flesh and everything in the world until the whole system of death is burnt down through human flesh and sealed underfoot in the abyss for a thousand years. That's the great tribulation. We bring the tribulation. We bring the pressure. Tribulation means pressure. We bring the great pressure. And the pressure is the two-thirds of the stars of the light of God down upon the one-third through everyone's soul in the world. And we're all feeling it. That's why, you know, you could be dealing with this stuff at this level. And it's never comfortable because there's such a tribulation and a pressure. And it's not necessarily painful, it's just I have to completely give my whole soul and everything in me to the Father in me because the light is so blinding. And the words escape me to even describe this stuff. I'm just so thankful I'm possessed right now to even teach you because I couldn't even remember what the word oil was a few hours ago. I forget three-letter words, like the just total caterpillar mush. So it's a miracle that I'm able to communicate these mysteries to you right now. It's a miracle. I couldn't even talk earlier. Just mumble jumble, just gargling like with mouthwash. And I mean, just complete and total meltdown of the glory of God. I thought it was significant that I could even laugh and press a button to record the angel feather floating around and stuff. It's like, whoa, yeah, man, high level ministry. 
can't really say anything, but he can at least have fun and be playful with the feathers. And be like a little five-year-old that sees an eagle. That's what it feels like. It's the highest level of maturity. And I feel like I'm a, you know, a five-year-old or something, just playing with the father's toys in levels of fire and glory that I've never experienced so strongly before. The true childlikeness of Jesus Christ is coming forth as he dawns in our heart. All we have to do is give up our big, intelligent smartness and look at real smart and educated, and you might forget all that. You might have to sacrifice all your knowledge for his glory in order to be saved. In fact, there's no option in it. You will become fools for Christ's sake because it will burn the tree of the knowledge of good and evil out of you. You cannot look good in front of men and mature in the glory. You'll be tested. It's called respectability. It's a principality, actually. Caring what people think and ministering to the brain and to the human intellect instead of ministering to the spirit. Two trees in the garden, two ministries in the garden, the ministry of death and the ministry of life, the ministry of the glory, the true light, and the ministry of Satan in the brain, the false light. And almost all of us are continuously tempted and bombarded every day by every ministry with false light, even mixture. And it's like, well, I don't know, it sounded really good. I mean, it sounded like the glory. And then all of a sudden you feel slimed and your confidence fades, and you're like, well, I'm being tormented. I'm fear because you ate off that dude's tree yesterday. And he doesn't mean to be, but because he doesn't know Christ in him and the morning star hasn't risen in his heart, he's operating in witchcraft, a measure of witchcraft. And people can't tell the difference. They'll just eat anything that looks like glory ministry. They'll eat anything that looks like sound doctrine. You got a million people eating off of Jezebel's tree, telling them facts. <laughs> and you know, God dealt with me very gently, very gently. He could have said, Why'd you do something so stupid? He wasn't like that. He just let me eat and let me learn. Wow. I'm not going to listen to that dude again. I'm not going to eat and receive from that ministry. Even though a million people praise that guy as, a, as an apostle, I ate and felt slimed, and my brightness got dimmed. It's the tree of knowledge, people. The tree of knowledge is still the main thing people are eating, even during these times of great pressure. You think they'd get super desperate and get into the glory. They're eating more of the tree of knowledge out there than ever before in history. That's why they're not seeing results. They have to go to all kinds of stuff in the realm of the natural to try to protect themselves. It's called fig leaves. We can't put fig leaves on and make it against the fallen angels. You'll never survive a principality attack. You're lucky you haven't faced them yet. In the times ahead, you have to be clothed in wedding garments. You will not survive or live in the days ahead unless you have white garments of the glory of God wrapping your flesh. What about this one? He got in without wedding garments. Throw that wicked sinner out to be devoured where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus Christ's own words. He said, throw him out. Get him out of here. Don't try to come in here through witchcraft. Anyone that operates in the spirit except through Christ the sheep gate is a thief and a robber. We go in through the spirit of glory, through the heart, and then out the forehead. 
because we follow the master through the sheep gate. Always heart first. These people go through the brain. They're, every one of them is a witch. And you have witchcraft mixture in all kinds of Christians. Beware. Beware. They will lead you astray. This gospel is a children's gospel. It's an illustrated children's book. The good news is an illustrated children's book. The words are for children. This is not a complicated matter. It sacrifices the complicated stuff. It sacrifices the formulas. It sacrifices the skull, Golgotha. It's the sacrifice of the ego, the brain, looking smart, being human, all this stuff. This is what separates us from God, the conscience, the brain. When this is burnt as a burnt animal offering of, of meat, of brain matter, amen, then the heart begins to soar with the white eagle. You can lift your head by the burning of your heart. That's the only way you ascend in the light and go from glory to glory. Did our hearts not burn within us as we walked with him along the way, illuminating the scriptures? He put the word in the heart and it was a barbecue. It was a barbecue of your heart flesh, just filling it up with seraphim coals. How hot and bright can you get in your heart? How much truth can you receive into your heart? Can you get over the offense of what you think you know in the religious realm, in the natural realm, in the science community, in your faith and death? Can you operate out of a full sacrifice of death? And that's what it really boils down to. Can you sacrifice your faith in death, which is idolatry, which is knowledge, without any love in it? Once you get come to a place of seeing that it's death versus life in the heart and the brain, man, you're going to go on autopilot. That revelation is salvation. It's a revelation that saves you. When you hear it and it's activated with the spirit of prophecy and it comes alive in fire burning through your heart and burning through your brain and burning through your bones. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God separates bones from marrow, soul from spirit, and it judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It judges. We need judgment. Please judge us, Father. Judge us more strictly than this. We want to walk perfectly with you. We want to walk on the clouds. We want to walk in the glory. We want to walk in the Garden of Eden. We want to walk in the realms of eternity, the realm of light. We want to walk above the stars. We want to walk in Enoch's path. We want to walk in the eternal way. Amen. We do. <laughs> and we don't want it to be complicated. Let it just be in the easiness of the glory. It's so easy. It's so light. The resurrection is a children's message that light has come into the world and light is the spirit of Jesus. The person Jesus is 100% here the same exactly. Since Pentecost, we have his spirit. Now can we know his spirit and burn away every other spirit, every other word out of our hearts to be only his? That's the white wedding garments that gets us up into the new Jerusalem, sacrificing every other spirit, every other word, every other knowledge, every other knowing, Every other thinking, which is every other worship, to worship the Lamb that was slain, 
standing in the center of our hearts. And then we will be glorified. And then we will ascend. And then we will resurrect and stand on Mount Zion, playing our harps <laughs> as overcomers, releasing the rivers of living water into all the world. And we say, the Spirit and the Bride say, come. And to all who are thirsty, come and drink the waters of life freely without cost. It's always opened this bar of heaven, free drinks for everyone who can receive the living waters into their hearts, into their minds, and resurrect and be lifted in a spiritual elevation by the Holy Spirit sent from Jesus Christ into the glory of God. And you'll be sealed every level, every degree of rising. And you'll go from glory to glory. There is an acceleration because there's been so many lies constructed by the fallen angels to keep you down out of the glory in this generation. The most lies of all time. So that when you get a hold of this gospel of glory, there will be a quickening and an acceleration to where you would have been had you never sinned in your life. He restores the years the canker worm has eaten. What's the canker worm? The brain controlled by Satan and his angels in Babylon's witchcraft. All those years that your brain was controlled by external forces of wickedness, now that your brain's controlled by the glory and the river of life, all your years begin to be restored. He'll even renew your youth like the eagle. Amen. He'll take the wrinkles off your face as the glory rises in your heart, as the glory burns through your bones. And what's the glory burning in your bones? Jeremiah chapter 5 is the Word of God. Not the dead letter that kills, not a word spoken at a low elevation, the Word that thunders from the top of Mount Zion, the overcomer's Word, the Word of faith, the Word of power, the Word of glory, the Word that's full of energy, and dunamis power. When that word goes into your hearts, there is an ascension instantly. That's the resurrection of the dead. And those that preach the gospel from the top of the mountain of the Lord, anyone that hears their voice and agrees will be instantly raised to the same position and elevation in the spirit that they heard the word of God. Amen. The gospel is all about elevating your hearts and minds into the glory. But you have to be in the high place, in the rarefied air of Mount Zion, proclaiming the good news with the angels that will lift you up by the word that you heard and believed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We love you guys. I think we'll continue to do Joel's bar as long as we can. I mean, I'm just open to anything the Father wants to do. And we just thank you, Father, for removing all fears because your perfect love is shining into our hearts and resurrecting us. This is the time of the saints to show off the glory of God. I will not be dictated by government, by militaries, or by religions. I will not listen and obey or believe the angel of death. I will wrestle this realm under all America's feet by the power of Jesus Christ and his word and his spirit and his angels, the gospel. Amen. And we set the stage. I'm not listening to FEMA. 
Listen, I'm not talking about disobedience. I'm not talking about rebellion. I'm talking about true obedience that fulfills the law, the law of love, the grace of the Lord Jesus so perfected in us that when we walk out, it just burns through everyone. And policemen will shake your hand because you're raising a standard of life that's just protecting regions, divine order, the government of God, the apostolic covering of the tabernacle of David, shining down from the high place of Mount Zion through all flesh and healing the nations. It's not just the time of the leaves of the tree. We've had leaves for a while. It's the time of the flowering of the trees. Now the sweet fragrance of the resurrection will come in the air and fill everything that has breath in the garden. Let the flowers of the tree of life come forth now and the fragrance of Christ intensify a thousandfold through all the living Christians in the world and let everything that has breath praise the Lord Jesus and remove all the prints of the power of the air by the fragrance of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the season of the flowering of the tree of life. And what's after flowering? Fruit. I believe we have a few months of flowering, and then you haven't seen fruit before. You don't even know what fruit is. <laughs> At this level, this will be a covering of Jesus Christ in this tabernacle of David that you couldn't even imagine the kind of glory canopy that's coming upon the nations. But first and now, we will reveal the flowers, a flower covering. It's here and it's real. We release the flowers, open the flowers. Let the flower angels release. Mmm, the sweet nectar. Let people open their mouths and drink it. Let your faith be perfected in the sweetness and the fragrance of the tree of life that is far, far more powerful and superior to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And let the sweetness remove the bitterness and let the fragrance of life destroy the fragrance of death in every city and nation and countryside in the world and over all the waters and all the islands. We thank you for it, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. If you'd like to give an offering into Red Letter Ministries, sow it right into the flowers. Amen. As you give, see yourself giving right into the tree of life. Have wealth in the tree of life. Put all of your faith in the tree of life. If you are believing in the realm of the natural, repent and believe in the realm of glory. And start bringing your treasure and your wealth into the glory realm, into the tree of life. And then you'll have true treasure in Christ and true treasure in heaven. And it won't steal from you, it will multiply you. It's not just taking, it's giving. You are getting much more in return when you give finances than what you're giving. You are receiving from the tree of life. The Apostle Paul took up offerings and then he blessed them with the glory. Because the glory is the power to create wealth out of the theater of the earth. Amen. Can you trust God during these times? 
uncertain times that the glory will provide and protect you. You must believe there will be signs and wonders and hear the Spirit, look into the Spirit. Don't give blindly out of your brain. Go into your heart where Christ is and make a financial covenant with the kingdom of heaven and ask Him what you can give into Red Letter Ministries, the government of God, what you can give into the Tower of David, what you can give into Mount Zion and the building of the new earth and the new heavens and make a sacrifice and start bringing sacrifice out of the realm of the natural into the glory realm and your mind will begin to value the glory as you sow into the glory. You will only value something if you give money to it. That's how you come out of the natural into the supernatural. It's true. Where your money is, there your heart will be also. Jesus Christ, Matthew chapter 6. Don't be religious with finances. Don't be stingy with finances. Use your finances to go into the glory. You throw them into the glory, and then you follow them into the glory. And you keep going deeper and deeper, and your heart opens up, and there's a fountain that comes out of your hearts as you go from glory to glory, as you go from rich to richer, as you go from prosperity to prosperity. One of the names for glory in the Old Testament is kavad, which means financial glory. Amen. Do not separate financial glory from the glory cloud. They are always the same exact substance in the Old Testament and the New. Jesus Christ said, You will have a thousandfold increase in this life and in the one to come. Deuteronomy 1.11 And then He said, You're not just going to be blessed in the Spirit, you're going to be blessed in the natural. Peter chimed in, but... Lord, we have left our families, we've left our businesses, we've left our children, everything to follow you. He says, good, and you'll have an increase a hundredfold of all the things in the natural realm because you followed the King of Glory into the glory realm. The glory realm will multiply the natural realm as you follow Jesus by faith and you keep going. There will be blockages. The financial blockages are the main ones after you come into the glory. And you keep breaking through. You keep bursting through. You keep going through. You sow through it. You break through it. You will have breakthrough in the glory. And your mind will be renewed to prosperity and to faith and abundance in the glory. Is this a prosperity gospel? It's certainly not a poverty gospel, you religious demon. It is a prosperity gospel of your soul and in the natural. As your soul prospers, so will you prosper financially, says the Lord in the book of Proverbs. Very important that you take the natural realm into the glory realm, otherwise you're practicing the heresy of Gnosticism. You have to prosper in your finances, in your health, in your bones, in your blood, in your brains, with the glory of God as your heart burns within you. Amen. And then you'll demonstrate kingship. And then you'll demonstrate the rewards of Zion. What are the fortunes of Zion? When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter. The fortunes of Zion are the fortunes of the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive all honor, glory, power, wisdom, might, dominion, and riches. Riches! 
You need the dominion, you need the riches, you need the wisdom, you need the glory, the honor. Well, man doesn't deserve that. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Jesus came into you and he receives it inside your jars of clay. Jesus come into my heart. Oh, Jesus is worthy of those rewards. And we shut it down because there's a demon on our head saying, oh, I'll just be falsely humble about it. Don't let me have any of those rewards. Give glory to God. They're pointing to Jezebel out in the sky. They're pointing to Saturn. No different than Muslims. They're pointing to false Jesuses. Jesus only lives inside our hearts. And you want the fortunes of Zion? You need to awaken your brain to Christ in you. Realize the glory. Heaven within. And give all heaven what it's due inside your body. And that's how you grow in in true humility. Receiving rewards through your flesh, knowing you don't deserve a single one, but he's taking them in through your bodies. Christ inside of you, jars of clay. Amen. And you grow in humility, and you grow in wisdom, and you grow in seeing how awesome He is inside you. You grow in true friendship. Amen. The fortunes of Zion are the rewards deserved from all the earth to Christ, and they're only coming to a bride who knows Him in His fullness inside her flesh. Wow. And she will shine with the light of grace having had the whole world added unto her because she sought first his righteousness, his face, his intimacy. And everything in this whole universe will be added unto the bride of Christ. Those are the fortunes of Zion. That's Mount Zion rising in your heart. And your mind is constantly like, no, 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 it's got to be God outside. It's got to be God out there. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. And you shrink back in your brain from Christ living in your heart because of those rewards being added unto you. Not just riches, the other six things too. Glory, honor, wisdom. And your brain's just like, no, no, some external false Jesus. This is too real, man. I need some fake religion. I can't handle being actually a burnt sacrifice, a living sacrifice burning on the golden altar like the Bible teaches. Give me false religion, false humility. I'll serve the fallen angels. They'll never burn me up like this. I can just be comfortable in the flesh. We're going to sacrifice it all. All the religious filth of the fallen angels, all the pride of Satan, be burnt out of our hearts and brains as we realize the fullness of deity living within us. Colossians 2.10, you are made full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and have reached full spiritual stature. And now you are the sons of God. Amen. Full spiritual stature is in your spirit the first day you believed in Jesus. Oh, you foolish Americans, who has bewitched you? Galatians 3.1. Having begun in the fullness, you now try to earn it through your brain, practicing witchcraft with the fallen angels. Wondering why there's mixture. Wondering why you have problems in this world. Because you yet do not know him in his fullness within your hearts. Repentance is returning your brain to your spirit where Christ lives inside your bodies. Temples of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6.19 That you would know the temple of the Holy Spirit. That you would know the new covenant. That you would know the fortunes of Zion. And that you'd be built up in what you don't deserve, the rewards of the Lamb who lives inside your hearts. And that's how you destroy Satan and death when you're fully awakened in your brain to Christ in your heart. 
In Jesus' name. We love you guys so much. Support this ministry. Help our missionaries in Europe. We're having a glory fest in Brighton, UK. You can message Desiree Parr on Facebook and get an invitation to go to Brighton, England tomorrow night only. We're having a glory fest there. It's going to be awesome. And uh, Nikolai's doing awesome works in Paris. It's really, really exciting. The things that they're doing, our missionaries are in England and in Paris. And we're working on getting Desiree over to Paris this week. And we could use your support. They're staying in Airbnbs every night. They're buying food. There's not a lot of expenses, but there is a little expenses. So help our missionaries out. You are f- you are fueling several full, full-time ministers when you sow into this ministry. It's not just me. It's a whole community of people that are working in the gospel full-time to advance this gospel of glory around the world. Testimonies pouring in. People in Paris 10 years ago token the ghost watching RLM and I'm just hearing about it for the first time today. And the missionaries that are hosting Nikolai got married in the place where the people were token the ghost listening to Red Letter Ministries were working 10 years ago. Red Letter Ministries has been working underground in Europe for a decade and we're about to reap a harvest in all the places we've sown. There are so many testimonies and I mean, I'm blown away by this. You have no idea. Like really, the missionary family got married in the place that was being worked on and built by those who were token the ghosts 10 years ago in the drunken glory. And I've never heard of any of this stuff. And these testimonies keep pouring in from around the planet of just what we've actually done. We are doing so much, and people question us every day. What do you even do? We have done so many good works in the Spirit, it's going to be revealed for the next thousand years the works of of God the Father through my flesh of what we've done in Red Letter Ministries. It has been significant what we have sown in the Spirit of glory, in the power of God, in the true gospel of glory, under people's hearts that their minds can't even comprehend yet, they're going to have to wake up to it gradually to all the works that we've been doing in the whole world. It's mind-boggling. You want to support true apostolic ministry, the Tabernacle of David, start supporting Red Letter Ministries in a major way and see the increase from bringing your finances into a God the Father has orchestrated in this missionary ministry worldwide. RedLetterMin.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.